morning pile, 7 o'clock. Jim the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Most trusted name in automobiles. It's Tuesday. Always a busy show. Wyatt Thompson will join us, get his take on the final four for the college football playoffs. A lot of debate around the radio station yesterday. Had a little cluster out there. Oh, yeah. A lot Ma- of Max Ryan that lot of chatter. goes into the show. And Eric Burr over on mm-hmm. K-Stars. Uh, there's no real dog in the fight because he's a Florida Gator fan. Yeah. But loves college football. Uh, our buddy Chris Britt. Mm-hmm. Diehard, diehard, diehard Florida State fan. Somehow. Well, you mean, you, you don't know the story about why he's a Florida State fan? Isn't it because somebody across the street could spell it or something that tenuous? Less than mine. Okay. Right? Okay. Here's. Yeah, yeah. It's way less. You. I lived. You, you I was lived in, in the state for seven years. Yeah. You lived there. Chris is not from Florida. Chris did not attend Florida State. But his buddy Scott, who used to be our production guy. Okay. Out of Horizon Drive. They were good good buddies. Mm-hmm. Still are good friends. And Scott went to Florida State. And so it was kind of a fandom friend-um. joining. Ex- yeah, a friendom, if you gotcha. will, where Scott said he, I believe Scott said he'd root for the Steelers if Chris would be a Florida State fan because that's where Scott went to school. And that's how it all started. I mean, if you need, if you don't have a team and you need to pick one, that that could work, I guess. You know what I mean. But these were grown-ups at the time, right? These weren't. Yeah, like they, yeah, we were we eighth were, graders. This is when I, I my I think might have been before I started working with Chris. Might have been when they were over at Q, mm-hmm. just down the street from us on Glenwood. I'd have to get the timeline. Because I think it was before. Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. Because we I worked with Chris at K-Star mm-hmm. down on Grand. And then we worked together over in Horizon Drive. And so I, I think it happened when yeah. they, we worked, I believe, at the other building. Yeah. I'd have to get the timeline. That's not even the flakiest of he was an adult. Yes, they were adults. Really? They were, okay. they were grown men. That's not even the flakiest of his fandom. He's... A Bruins fan strictly because a family member got him the his wrong mom. trash can. His mom bought him, a, because the color scheme is the same, it's black and gold, mm-hmm. bought him a Pittsburgh Steelers trash can when he was a kid when they lived out in California. Yeah. See, I know these stories because I've heard these stories. Forever. Forever. And they're they're almost, they're... They're ingrained. They're, they're ingrained yeah. in my brain. And so, yeah, his mom bought him... She thought she was buying him a Boston Bruins trash mm-hmm. can, bought him a Steeler trash can. He's like, oh, I think I like this team because I like the colors. Yeah. But, but not a like, Pirates fan or a Penguins no. fan. No, likes the Penguins. Likes he like, ish. He likes them. He's not, I remember not he had a, a Pirates fan. No, not, no. He's a Rockies fan, long-suffering Rockies fan. No, never. <laughs> I, he used to have a, pir- a, a, a Penguins hat. A CCM hat, because I remember going to a party at his house one time, and we were all imbibing, and I mm-hmm. threw the, the penguin's hat on <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. 
But he was in this conversation, too, at various points. Right, because he's he's become a very diehard Florida State yes. fan. Whether he went there or not or resided in the, the state, he's a fan of the, of, of, the, of the program. And so he was quite upset yesterday. Me, I mean, measured. He wasn't, like, throwing yeah. stuff and going crazy but because he's not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And it was the workplace. We don't know what the house looks like. Yeah, very true. And I said it's a TV show, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's what they're 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 picking for a TV show, right? It's like The Bachelor. It's and sometimes a deserving finalist gets sent home for the drama and to up for the upheaval of the television show. You know, and I thought Chris had a great call yesterday. I don't. I'm sure has Chris called him before. Uh, maybe. But it was a really good call. Yeah. You can talk about strength of schedule and things like that when you're talking about Alabama, Florida State. Mm-hmm. You know, we looked at this. We we looked at the schedules. We kind of went. Oh. We went through resume. If it if it wasn't for the SEC schedule, though, which yeah. Alabama has no control over, they, they have no control. Likewise, Florida State has no control of the ACC schedule either, and who they play. And they have no control over how good or bad those other teams are. But. The, you know, part strength of schedule plays a role in in their selection process, and let's just be honest: the SEC plays it's a better schedule, mm-hmm. just it's a tougher schedule than the ACC, and that plays a factor in this. Whether you, whether you like it or not, whether it's fair or not, but I, I mentioned this to you yesterday because it's being tweeted out there. I believe Jordan Travis or put it out on X, Kirk Herbstreit back what twenty fourteen. When Florida State was trying to get in the playoffs, Herb Street said, look, if they, they, they win their conference championship, they're in. Doesn't matter if they're one through four. All they have to do is win their conference championship. Right. Well, that's what Florida State did on Saturday. They, they beat Louisville to win the ACC. They are undefeated. And Herbie was applauding the efforts Sunday of the college football playoff selection committee even though Florida State left out uh, of the mix at, at, at an undefeated record and a conference championship. And it's a little tinfoil hat-ish, but not too much. Herb Street knows exactly where his bigger of the two paychecks come from. Where his bread is buttered. And it's ESPN who is highly invested in both the college football playoff and now the SEC which is now they are the network of the SEC moving you know, forward. So, like, it's a little tinfoil hat, but it's really kind of not because I don't know anybody on ESPN that's one of those stand-up television show people that I take as integrity is not anything you can besmirch. Because they've all kind of had their... Mm, that looks... And feels like carrying the company water. Even Woj, Schefter, obviously, Pete Thamel, all those guys. There's none of them you can go, yeah, they, he is, what he's Jeremy saying. Jeremy Schapp. Pro- probably Jeremy Schapp. And Bob Lee. Bob Lee back it. in the day. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else, they're, they're going to push the company line. Right. They're, they're going to tow that company line. Because... You know, they've seen a lot of their coworkers making 
way less money than them get shown the door just in corporate restructuring. It's like, do you think you're gonna? Yep, you think you're gonna go against what the company wants there you to is say? So much money involved with these TV networks that I fully can get behind the the viewpoint that they're agreeing strictly out of fear because. They know that if the SEC comes calling and says, hey, unless you want Vanderbilt against Mississippi State next year, you get rid of this guy. I could totally see that happening with as much money that's involved at this point. Absolutely. Or the college football playoff, like, hey, uh, saw that uh, Herb Street was trashing us for our decision pretty pretty bad last week. And, yeah. you know, Fox has made a really good offer for uh, the on-campus uh, college football playoff games and the ones that the be a sh- It state. would be a shame. It would be really terrible It'd if be, we went and went this route and our relationship know, was severed. You know, for a letter, it'd be a really, it'd really mm-hmm. be a shame that, uh, you know, we have to go to Fox. It'd be yeah. a real shame. That'd be yeah. too bad. It'd be too bad if our relationship <laughs> came to an end because this wise guy was shooting off his mouth on your television and you continued to allow him to do so. You know what I mean? You know, I, I know Herbie, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He's a pretty he's a he's a he's a good looking guy, he's a smart guy. But you know happens to good looking smart guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. Also, making <laughs> sometimes. the rounds on X over the weekend, <laughs> Herbie straight leveling dudes in an Ohio State Minnesota game as the quarterback. That was also making the rounds too. I saw that. I'm like, dang. Look at that guy go, Derek Henry who. But yeah, it's I mean, and also a little bit of a defense of Herbie with if he hadn't come out so in favor of this, he would have a good spot because, you know what, up until now, undefeated conference champion is getting into the college football playoff. This is new and uncharted territory. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's 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 finding the best for for TV ratings. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's about. Yeah. And Look with the Jordan Travis injury, would would they be potentially a a, a double digit dog? Yeah. But the point is that they went undefeated, they won their conference championship, they met certain criteria. I get a strength of schedule doesn't match up, but you cannot you can't take that away from Florida State or use that as a demerit. While Alabama, who has no choice, like Florida State does about their conference schedule, mm-hmm. gets a major bump because of the conference they play in. And, and as bad as I feel for Florida State, I feel equally as bad for Georgia. You lost one game by three points. Conference championship game. You play in the conference championship game with, with injuries. And you lost by three points. Mm-hmm. And you don't even get in. Ohio State, we talked about it. Heather shot. Didn't happen. Next year, that chance will happen because and- of the divisions going away. And you talk about Florida State. Are they going to be a double-digit dog? Sure. Yes. Washington closed minus or plus nine and a half against Oregon last week. Washington was a nine and a half point underdog, and they won. They beat Oregon. So, I mean, yeah, you know what? Florida State might be. Teams can win those games. Like, oh, they're going to be a double. So was Washington. And you put them in because they yeah. overcame a double. Di- it was 11 at one point last week. I, I, I just, you have to play the game to see what happens. And 
Boo Corgan, the CFP committed chair, mm-hmm. said here, Florida State's a different... Should I do, I'll, I'll try to do my Boo Corgan voice. There you go. <laughs> Florida State is a different team than they I were. Say, I, I say, say I say it. I say it, son. Florida State is a different team than they were the first 11 <laughs> weeks. And if you look at who they are as a team right now, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they're a different team. And the committee voted Alabama four and Florida State five. What happens if Jalen Milrow gets hurt in practice? But bleeding up to it. Mm-hmm. What happens if he gets hurt in the second half and they still win? Or, or yeah, Alabama, yeah, the SEC championship game. Yeah, and they win. So they're going to be a different team. They're definitely a different team. And it's unfortunate that the committee is now going to hold the Jaguars out of the playoffs for Trevor Lawrence's injury. That's too bad. That's too bad. Uh, didn't look good last night, did it? No. Ooh. What's worse, the injury or the fact that they didn't override Trevor Lawrence and tell him, get in the cart? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you pick him up and sit him in the cart like a toddler if you have to. <laughs> you Don't make get... him walk the whole way. Yeah, pick him Don't up. let him walk the whole way. I know. It's, I get it. He wants to... Wants to be tough, and but I mean, no, Trav, we're we're picking you up, and we're yeah. I I got this. I'll, no, you're not. No, you're, you're not. Sit down. You're no. We're yeah. gonna make. We're making a business decision right. for you. You strap him in that safety harness if you have to, and take him back there on a cart. Uh, just mentioned Washington. Jake Browning looking pretty good. Yeah, I did. Jake, Jake Browning might be. This keeps going this way. Might be playing himself into a uh, into a job somewhere. Matt, Matt Flynn like, uh, yeah, nice contract from somebody if he keeps playing this way. It helps when you got Jamar Chase. When you have the weapons, when you got Joe Mixon, <laughs> yeah, it makes life a lot easier. But he he's, yeah. he's looked good. He looked good last night. T Higgins, yeah, yeah. They've got yeah. There's, it's not like Jake Browning's asked to put this on his back and mm-hmm. their slow start is going to be what kills them though. Yeah. But they're six and six. They're they're in there. They're in there. They're right in there with the Broncos right now, and the Bills, and and that mix. All right, seven uh, fourteen. Okay, um, hop back to college football, but we're gonna go uh, in state here. Oh, yes. With um, I don't know if you saw the the interview that Coach Prime did with USA Today. USA uh-huh. Today and in in state in, in Colorado coaches. Yeah, there's there's a. There's a turn it up. There's a weird dynamic there. Um, did an interview with USA Today talking about recruiting, and they're going to try to find quarterback in the transfer portal. And they they think because of how the, the, the what the Stob kid or was it was it the Stob kid that played against Utah? Yes, I think yes. so. Yeah. Um, that that sh- that Ryan scared Staub. that scared a lot of recruits away, like the Antoine Hill kid. By how well he played? By how well he played in that game. That's what that's what Dion was saying. Oh, okay. That the, because because he played so it's well. It's not an actual fact. Yeah, it's Ryan a fact Staub in through, Dion's mind. Yeah, 194 in a touchdown okay. for Ryan Staub. So. And so Dion thinks because he played well, guys go, I don't know. Don't know if we want to go there now. Yeah. Because the Staub kid played well. Always have to keep in mind, though, Dion only has one foot in reality when he opens his mouth. But Most he op- of the time. Yeah, but he but he wants to find a transfer portal quarterback. 
because Shadur's injury. Honda McCord's in there. Though Shadur is healing well, according to him, and he's on an island somewhere, and according to, to Dad. And um, and Dion's hoping that the release of Coach Prime Season 2 on Amazon Thursday, by the way. Oh, yeah. As the portal opens this week. Watch that instead of the football uh, game. That that, uh, that kind of gets, you know, play, players coming, you know, coming to Colorado. And he says he's looking for portal quarterbacks, plural. That's not the story here, though. Mm-hmm. The story is the comment when he was asked about Pat Shermer. He was asked... <sighs> Will Pat Shermer be the Buffs OC in 2024? Yeah, most likely. That's that's not good. That's not good at all. That's that's scary. Whoo! Mm-hmm. Because remember, remember what Pat Shermer did to the Broncos' offense? Yeah. Remember how bad that was? Susan Waldman. Remember how bad yeah. this offense was with Pat Shermer as a play caller at the University of Colorado? Susan Waldman wraps up the Pat Shermer offense pretty succinctly. <laughs> this is boring. Yes, this is boring. And just not very good. No. It's a perfect fit for Kyle McCord. <laughs> you can have him. Well, Shadur's free coming. to a good home. But, but <laughs> free if it's Shadur's coming back, though. And Shiloh, at least. That's what Coach Prime believes, that his two sons will be back. Probably has a better shot of staying healthy around pros than, than he does <laughs> behind the Colorado offensive line, for sure. Uh, so d- decisions like that does, that, make, does that make you start to question Deion Sanders? Yeah, a little bit. That you're, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah. do, do you watch the same product we did? I mean, even if he doesn't want to throw Shermer into the bus at the moment, professional courtesy here. Mm-hmm. Just say, yeah, you know, we're looking at we're looking but at some why options. Would we're going to start that now. I know it's why. Why would you start? To me, it's like you play right. your cards close to the vest. It's more of a strategic thing. That I'm not going to say I'm talking to Byron Leftwich or I'm talking to somebody else. Dion's I, a name dropper, though. Like, but he, he I fully expect Dion. He has no problem humiliating but kids, here, let alone adults. But here's the thing. That's a that's the point I was getting ready to make about about Coach Prime is that he might say Pat Shermer's the OC. Yeah, maybe likely. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's going to be. It's true. Because I could clearly see some n- nicer, shinier toy. Mm-hmm. Coach, he thinks can do a better job. And there are plenty of them out there when it comes to Pat Shermer. Yeah. There's plenty that can do better. He's going to go, that's my guy. I and can, sorry, Pat, yeah. but we're... We're going with somebody else. And I could totally see Dion not even going with the sorry Pat, just deactivating his key card and he's not able to get into the building and then telling everybody he quit. <laughs> kind of like all the players that he sent out last year. Oh, they all quit. Even the ones you told to pack and leave? But yeah, they quit. <laughs> yeah. That's quitting. I mean, we picked them up and we threw them out like it was Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> but they quit. Have you... Uh- See any of the Beverly Hills Cop, the new one? I'm the, trying to stay away from it for now. Could be okay. Could be good. I a lot of the original cast coming back. That's good. Three jo- really soured me though. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt, I think, is gonna be his partner. Which I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's like, always the main character's partner in cop shows, isn't he? Um he's well best known for being in Batman, yeah. the last the last Batman film. 
That's what I mean. But that's not not his standard thing. I don't. I Maybe don't think. Maybe for me, I guess. I don't. I don't know. know. I just think, I just think even third third rock of the sun's what I usually think of him. Isn't that been off for like twenty years now? Yeah, it's been off for a long time. Seven twenty. Anyway. It's time to see what's happening. And it's brought to you by Comwest, your technology service partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow with PC and server support, cybersecurity. They can help you improve your surveillance. Also install a new business phone system. They're your, they're your technology service partner. Call them today at Comwest, 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, uh, Monday night football last night, Cincinnati goes into Jacksonville. Backup quarterback, Jake Browning. No Joe Burrow because of the wrist injury. Cincinnati goes in and gets it done in overtime. 34-31 as the backup right now, the replacement for, for Joe Burrow, Jake Browning, former Washington Huskies quarterback. 354 and a touchdown pass. He also had a touchdown run last night. Had a couple carries for 22 yards last night. Joe Mixon, two touchdown runs last night. Jamar Chase with a, a huge game, 11 catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown last night. For the Jags, Trevor Lawrence threw for 258 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Etienne had a rushing touchdown with Evan Ingram catching a touchdown pass, nine balls, 82 yards last night. But the story is Trevor Lawrence going down with the ankle injury. Lineman steps on his ankle, had to be assisted off the field. His status is unknown. We'll talk more about it uh, coming up and around the NFL at 8 o'clock. But um, that could be a potentially huge loss to C.J. Beathard had to come on and quarterback last night. He wasn't terrible. 9 of 10, 63 yards. He was okay. But uh, Cincinnati uh, getting the win last night at Jacksonville, 34-31 in overtime as Cincinnati at 6-6, right on the hunt with the Broncos and the Bills uh, for an AFC playoff spot. Broncos passing game had one of its worst performances of the season, the loss at Houston Sunday. Denver quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 186 yards and a touchdown, but also threw a season-high three interceptions, including the one in the Texans end zone that sealed the victory for Houston. Broncos coach Sean Payton says there are a couple of things that need to improve in the passing game. I think it starts with protection. Uh, I think the communication's got to be on point. We finished the game yesterday. The last play of the game, we leave a shift off, and so at the snap of the ball, you have three receivers that are trying to run a route, but they haven't shifted into their final formation. My experience has always been it's the details. Wilson was sacked three times on Sunday by the Houston defense. Broncos defense was a mixed bag at Houston. The Denver defense held the Texans running game just 89 yards, but gave up 191 yards and a touchdown to receiver Nico Collins. Broncos safety P.J. Locke says the problems they had are correctable. Had some few communication issues. I don't know. We just, uh, I feel like we just kind of played sloppy in the first half. You know, and that, those legs are big plays. I mean, even though we did pretty good on third down, the ones they had on third down were, you know, for the most part, big plays. Locke and Payton spoke to the media Monday. The 6-6 six and six Broncos play at the 5-7 and seven LA Chargers this Sunday pregame at noon of the 225 kickoff on the Team Sports Network. University of Colorado football coach Deion Sanders has indicated the former Broncos offensive coordinator Pat Shermer could continue as the Buffs offensive coordinator. In an interview with USA Today, Sanders said it's most likely that Shermer will stay as the team's offensive coordinator. Sanders demoted offensive coordinator Sean Lewis to the team's play caller and turned to Shermer. See who averaged 35 points per game with Lewis calling plays and dropped to 20 points per game when Shermer took over. 
Willis has now since been hired as the new head coach at San Diego State. Sanders also mentioned that his son and Buffs quarterback Shadur Sanders' recovery has been good after suffering a season-ending back fracture. Rockies general manager Bill Schmidt is in Nashville this week for the Major League Baseball winter meetings. In an interview with the Denver Post, Schmidt says acquiring a power bat is down the list of team priorities. Colorado's 163 home runs tied for fourth fewest in baseball last season. Schmidt says his list includes getting more starting pitching along with improving the bullpen, building their bench depth, and finding a backup catcher. After an 0-2-1 road trip, the Avalanche look to get back. What, you got something you want to say there? We don't need offense. No. We need a guy that's going to catch 60 games for us. That's a prior, That's more of a priority than helping a struggling you know, lineup when it comes yeah. to power numbers. Yeah, You're going to re- reignite the Blake Street Bombers? No, no, no. no why would We're we looking do that? for the next Ben Petrick. Well, why would we do that? Well, not even Ben Petrick because he was supposed to be the <laughs> anchor true. at the catching position. We're looking for yeah. a less successful Elias Diaz. <laughs> Who is the best journeyman guy we could possibly find? Steven Vogt out there. What's he doing right <laughs> What's now? What's he doing these Back days? catchers. What's he doing He's these days? only managing the Guardians. <laughs> After an 0-2-1 road trip, the Avalanche looked to get back on track tonight in Denver and they host Anaheim. In an interview with the Denver Post, Colorado coach Jared Bednar was asked if anything alarmed him about the winless road trip, and he said no. The Avs are uh, playing without the injured Aturi Lekkonen, and Samuel Gerrard is in the league's player assistance program dealing with personal issues. Avs star Kale McCarr has also been out with a lower body injury. No word on if McCarr will be on the ice tonight for the Avs. Pre-game at 6.30 this evening on the team sports network and that's what's happening brought to you by comwest your technology service partner look they are fantastic at what they do surveillance systems business phone systems it issues but it's also worth talking to nathan the guys for the calendar that you get from them as well oh yeah the uh it's again over here rain to get ready to put it up mm-hmm. the demotivational calendar mm-hmm. that you get from comwest but they're highly motivated to help yes. you with all of your IT needs for your business, call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, talk a little avalanche. Deion Sanders saying that Pat Shermer's probably going to stay on as, as the OC. After the way he handled things with Sean Lewis, now the, the bloom is now starting to come off the rose here with Deion Sanders. As, as good as it's been in terms of attention, ticket sales, all those things, which are, are an, an improvement in mm-hmm. wins and a more competitive football team at Colorado. Those things are all part of what Sanders has brought to the table. But now there are things that you're kind of going, thing, remember the CC uh, Music Factory song years ago, things that make you go, hmm? Yeah. These are things that make you go, hmm, really? This is Pat Shermer? Mm-hmm. Number one, why'd you make the decision? It's not It wasn't Sean Lewis's fault the offensive line was playing like hot garbage. Why Pat Shermer? Right. So now not just the line, the whole offense can play like garbage. And you can drop, what, 15 points per game? Yeah. And lose all four games of Pat Shermer as your mm-hmm. OC? Because that's going to work in the Big 12. <sighs> 14 points a game, that's going to get it done, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 727. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team, phone line 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios on the Team Sports Network. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. 
Welcome back, Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Uh, Deion Sanders in a USA Today interview indicating that, uh, well, he um, he plans on Pat Shermer staying on as his offensive coordinator. Ooh, okay. Mm. Mm. So, Deion Sanders, let's let's stay with Coach Prime here for just a moment. Florida State grad was asked about his alma mater being left out of the college football playoffs. And see, he was on, I believe, was on Dan Lebitard's show. What, do I, am I contractually obligated to say with Stugatz? Am I going to get sued if I don't say with Stugatz? Uh, I, I mean, it's the name of the show, I okay. guess. So. Okay. Well, I said it, so is there it we go. Is a podcast show? I don't know what it is, right? It's a- uh, yeah, it's, it's a podcast. It's on YouTube. It's a thing. It's a thing. That um, Dion said, this is entertainment, but this is business, so there's no way you're going to leave Coach Saban in Alabama out of a playoff. Well, maybe that'll be a frosty uh, old Affleck set <laughs> coming up in the offseason. With the implication that Alabama doesn't deserve it. Perhaps. I mean, that's, I mean, that that would be my take on, on what he said there that, well, you know, look, they beat Georgia and mm-hmm. it's Alabama. And, and you're not going to leave Bama out. You're not, you're not going to leave them out. And, and it comes down to if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt, mm-hmm. does Alabama get in? I think. But that, I don't. No, I don't think so that's, because that's of the what question. the committee's saying. But they're going to look at oh, strength of schedule. Like they yeah. want a conference championship. I mean, I think there's more room for debate there than you would think. Even if, if Jordan Travis doesn't get hurt and and they beat Louisville. By more than a sixteen to three score, or whatever it was. Yeah. Then I, I, I think, I think still Florida State gets in, I think. But man, if they beat Georgia, if things play out that way, the way it did, mm-hmm. I still think they they try to find a way to sneak them in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. He's right though. It is, and we've talked about it. It's TV show. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. It. And now we get down to 12. Now we'll have 12 teams. Maybe it'll be less of that. It'll still be that. There'll be less debate. There'll still be debate, but not as much. Watch, though, and I'm going to call my shot now. Okay. Watch when this gets to 12 that the ESPN folks, the Herb Streets, the Stephen A's, the McAfee's, Pending they're all still employed by the four-letter. Right. Watch them get to, well, you know, maybe this team deserved to be in the field of 12 instead of, well, look at look at how right the committee did. Just to kind of drum up the fake interest of, well, there's not going to be nearly as much drama for 12 as there is for four. Well, all their man, the ESPN guys are arguing about teams thirteen and fourteen for the last two weeks now. Maybe they're they're right that this is a, it's just a safe screw job. Then there's going to be the drama, so it's going to be artificial drama early on the twelve team, and then we'll get to kind of the same level because that's where ESPN pushes it. That's my no, early I conspiracy. Could, I could theory. say that. Yeah, I could see that. 
I, I was talking with our boss, Dave, the other day, mm-hmm. yesterday about this. Ultimately, doesn't this have to get to 16? It's what you have in the other divisions. Yeah, I... That would, that would create some uniformity. We like uniformity on this yes. program. I... And the thing is, is like D two's not sixteen, because they have the wonky regional right. aspect to it. I just want a formula to get teams in. That's going to take away from all the conversation, so it'll never happen. I want it on paper. You do this, you're in. Because the NFL has the tiebreakers, and it's all about a formula, like. Head-to-head, did you win your division? Record in conference games. You know, record against common, whatever. There's a formula. That's what I want first. I don't need another expansion until we get figured out there's a definitive way teams get in that's not subjective. Yeah, and provide clarification here. 32 teams for D3. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not not 16 across the board, but it creates more uniformity, though, or a bigger field. Because you're not going to have 32 teams. We're never going to see a 32-team Division I playoff. No, because your haves are not going to take the chance of being beaten by the have-nots that often. Yeah, I just... It's 28 teams in D2. Mm -hmm. So you get... I mean, 16 would... Be closer to those numbers, obviously. Not you're not gonna get not gonna see twenty eight right. either. So there's not the uniformity that we're talking about. Because I for some reason I thought we had is it FCS that has sixteen? Yes. Okay, that's where so it provides at the the division one championship level, the FBS level, mm-hmm. if you will, FCS FBS level would provide that uniformity. D two, D three, no. But the other two. Right. Sixteen. That, that would create what we're talking about, the uniformity that would would make some sense. And at some point, it'll probably, I think it'll, decent chance it'll get to 16. I can't think it'll ever get past 16. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a long time before it reaches 16. Because when you get into 16, you, you really dramatically reduce the number of teams that are, in my opinion, worthy, worthy of being in. But I think we we have that conversation about all sports, whether it's baseball expanding or the NFL going from 8 to 12 to 14 now to there's a future it's going to be 16. The NBA, the NHL with half for the NHL and over half getting into the playoffs that somewhere down the road that's going to we'll, we'll have that for a few years. Then somewhere down the road, it'll be, okay, you know what? They're they're in there now. We don't have that conversation about are there enough deserving teams. This is where they needed to call me because we figured this out months ago. Yes, we did, we did we, this whole thing. We did our realignment in July. And I, I can't remember if you did. I know I did because I'm looking at it. I wrote it down. I had a college playoff formula for 12 teams. I think I did too, but I don't remember exactly. It was a long time ago. The Pac-12 was, it hadn't even died yet. There was still two weeks away. But I figured they were going to go to four conferences. There's going to be 16 teams each. 
The conference champions get your first round by. Seeds five through eight are the runners up. Seed nine is your highest, you know, group of five team. And then 10, 11, 12 are at large berths. That completely takes away most of the drama you'll miss out of the top four, but sticks it down 10, 11, and 12. Right. And if you go to 16, if you look at the, the CFP final rankings, Notre Dame would be your last team in because Iowa 10 and 3, God bless them, wouldn't deserve to be in. NC State at 9 and 3, probably not good season, but not. Notre Dame's a brand name. You're, mm-hmm. Come on, you're going you're gonna to take Sam Hartman and Notre Dame. Oregon State, Oklahoma State, 8 and 4, 9 and 4, respectively. Liberty's the one that might go, well, what about us? What about us? SMU, what about us? Yeah. 13 and 0, 11 and 2. James Madison's got one loss sitting out there. SMU's got two losses, and they're going to be in a big time conference going right. forward. They're just not going to get paid for it. You know, and I think for me, it's always the problem is never going to be how many teams, but it's what you said. If I was 16, deserving or not, they should be in if it's a 16 team tournament. Right? And right. If. But it's when, well, they don't deserve, who, I mean, the Broncos won the Super Bowl as a wildcard team, right? At one point, maybe twice. Yes, they did, yes. Did they deserve to be in that field? They didn't win their division. Well, in the case of this, Iowa's not 16th. They're, they're 17th. They're 17th. They're on the, so they're on the cusp, but if they... But you could also make the argument, well, look, you know, they, play in the, they play in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and they got the Big Ten championship game. They Notre dropped Dame. a spot for losing yeah. to a conference champion no, that's no, undefeated. Yeah, Notre, Notre Dame doesn't. You know, Notre Dame doesn't play in a mm-hmm. conference per se. They they have an ACC schedule. Maybe you could you can make that case. Who's more deserving, Iowa or Arizona? Arizona. Iowa's defense is tremendous, though. I was, but but Arizona like just because they can't score points. Arizona's doesn't mean a better all around football team, though. They. Like I and have the same is, amount of losses. This is this is watching a lot of Iowa football, mm-hmm. and I get it. The conference they play in is a difficult conference. They're they're just so bad offensively mm-hmm. that once again it gets back to the thing with Jordan Travis. So, and maybe I'm I'm being hypocritical about this. That they they they, they got to the conference championship game, they lost. Mm-hmm. They play in a Power Five conference. They went ten and three. It's not like they they lucked in. In some ways, they they did, but they also got hosed in the Minnesota game on the punt return. Yeah, like yeah they won their way. I in. guess I guess I'm conflicted because I, I watch Iowa and I've seen their offense and how absolutely maddening it is to watch. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they're going to get wrecked by somebody. If the season ended today, the Browns don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but they'd be in. With Joe Flacco and P.J. Oh, again, Walker. Though, we, have, we have a very defined path to the postseason for the NFL. That's exactly That's clearly what's defined wrong with college football. With, with tiebreakers, mm-hmm. divisions, conferences, they create a very clear boom, boom, boom yeah. path to the postseason. Anytime there's subjective necessary, it's, it's yeah. going to be a problem. But probably in fairness, if there's a 16-team field, Iowa-Notre Dame, man, I, I just... I would be torn on that because part of me doesn't want to be a homer guy mm-hmm. because they're they're just offensively not 
And the way college not football good. And, is and now, Sam Hartman in Notre Dame is really good. The way college football is now, it's a TV show, put Notre Dame in. But if they go yeah. to 16 and they come up with a definitive, you're here, you're in, then deserve or not, Iowa's going, I, I, right? Iowa should go in. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of the same thing with Florida State. It doesn't matter Jordan Travis is there or not. Mm-hmm. Feels like It feels like they should be in, but I get why they're not in. All right, Wyatt Thompson coming up. We'll get his thoughts on this time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is a little long, so we may not be able to get the whole thing in, but former coach, I believe, Mississippi State, Dan Mullen. Yes. He's now an analyst for ESPN, and they were talking about what we're talking about. Well, the same day you're talking about this Florida-Florida State game, the Alabama team, who we just shoved right in, they're the greatest thing of all times, played an Auburn team who had been absolutely boat raced by New Mexico State. I mean, embarrassed by New Mexico State. The week before. And needed an absolute miracle to beat an extremely below average Auburn team. And that was not with their backup and third-string quarterback. That was with... Jalen Milrow, who is like, has to be Jalen Milrow is the guy. They could barely win that game. So I, I think to me, and it gets into the biggest thing, and I love the, the criteria. The criteria is the best team. Well, how do you find the best team? Okay, The best team subjectively, well, it was already done. The best team yesterday going in, Georgia was the number one ranked team. Okay, So the committee thought they're the best team. They're, they're, they're the best. Like they, We don't need to see a game. They're the best. Because it's subjectively. Las Vegas had them as, as a big favorite. Subjectively, they're the best. Objectively, we went and played a game. And when you played the game, oh, lo and behold, they're not the best team. There's more to it. You can find it on the interwebs, but it's a fascinating kind of takedown of all this. Well, Florida State barely beat Louisville without the, well, look at what Alabama did to a very, very below the, average Auburn team. Or New Mexico State just wrecked Pants Auburn. them. Yeah, on, on their field. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Wyatt Thompson joins us next on the Team Sports Network. It's the Western Slope's home of Colorado sports. Come on! This is the Jim Davis Show. Talking college football with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson, on the Jim Davis Show. With us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, he's the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Good morning, Wyatt. How are you? Well, I'm doing pretty well, buddy. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. So let's just get right to it. Let's start uh, right out of the gate with the four for the college football playoffs. Do you like the job the committee did? Or what are the issues that you have with the four they've selected? I've said in a few other interviews that it is the most difficult job. Uh, do I think they nailed it? No. I think you can speculate all day long. But here are two questions that I'd like to ask Mr. Corrigan. One is, how how do you justify Georgia going from one to six? Yes. And Texas going from seven to three? That one I just didn't get at all. And I, if, if I'm nitpicking, I would also say this is just me personally based on what I believe is a better strength of schedule. I would have had Washington as the one, Michigan as the two. I think that they gave Texas an awful lot of credit for the win at Alabama. Seemed Without like that, a doubt. because that was that was the signature 
non-conference win that they had. And not that Texas didn't have a a great season, Big 12 champion, dominated Oklahoma State in the the Big 12 title game on Saturday. But Wyatt, I'm with you. How do you lose a three-point game with the injuries that Georgia had? You lose a three-point conference championship game, and you go from first to out of the playoff picture. Yeah. that, That still baffles me. Yeah, I don't know that you can necessarily justify or quantify that, honestly. Um, and again, I, I don't want to be overly critical because, like I said before, um, hey, K-State's athletic director was on that committee. I haven't seen him. I think he gets back today, uh, maybe maybe tomorrow. But, uh, man, I, I just – and as far as the – Florida State thing. I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I just have kind of an empty feeling because here we sit for the first time ever, and you've got a Power 5 13-0 and team that didn't make it. And it's, it comes down to their, who's, their quarterback got injured, Jordan Travis. I think the, the, the people on the committee didn't feel like the, the Florida State could compete without Jordan Travis. They, they struggled with their third-string quarterback to, to beat Louisville in the ACC right. title game, but they still won, and they're 13-0, and they're a conference champion. And they just yeah. have a, a Power 5 conference, and it that just doesn't feel right. I I tend to think, uh, no offense to our friends, and we we work with one here in the building, it's a f- huge Florida State fan. I feel right. the Georgia thing is more of a, of a, of a miss, of a huge mistake there, of an insult in some ways than Florida State not getting in. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that because I, I think at the end of the day, I've heard them say this if once a thousand times, our job is to get the best four teams in. If that is actually so, then they failed because Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country from my perspective. Three-point loss to Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 mean, I, I, I don't know how you argue with it. If you want to drop them from one to four, okay, drop them from one to four. Sure. But, but don't yeah. take them all the way out. I right. I, I still, well, I, 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 that's still to me the the head scratcher. And I, like I said, emotionally it doesn't feel right that Florida State isn't in. Intellectually, I kind of get it about sure. why and what they're trying to accomplish here. But it still it doesn't feel right. And that's where I guess next year, twelve teams is going to solve all the problems, right, Wyatt? Everything will be right. there'll be they'll, they'll be put this way. There'll be less debate, but there's still going to be debate. Well, there's going to be less debate because the fight isn't going to be over who's 3-4, okay? It's going to be who's 9-10-11-12-13-14. Right. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's a question that I brought up yesterday that I, I wonder if you have any thought on, and I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but... How will the Bulls work next year? If you play a game um, the second week of December, um, like this past year as an example with K-State winning the Big 12, they would have played Tennessee. If you, you if you lose that game, are you done? Are you eligible to play in a bowl game? How, have we, has anybody thought or talked about that? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. Wow, now I'm going to be sitting and thinking about that the rest with teams that aren't playoff teams, but I don't know that I've ever read that anywhere. Yeah, that you go and play, you lose. There's a <laughs> yeah. bowl. There's a bowl spot open. Mm-hmm. And you could go, well, 
Go so take if you're going to expand to 12, yeah, yeah. and none of those teams are available for those bowls, are you even going to have enough qualifiers to play that many bowls? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud. I, I, just, yeah, I wondered to, if you thought about that. Are you going to have to see if you're going to see more, you know, five win teams, you know, yeah. that, uh, that they're going to have to slide in there to, yeah. to, to fill out some of those bowl games? Yeah, I I don't know. I guess back to the Final Four thing. I want to I want to comment just briefly on what you said because I do think. Tell me if you agree with this. I do think Texas's win at Alabama was probably the best road victory by anybody in the country this year, and clearly that weighed very heavily with the committee. Uh, with that said. Uh, I know Alabama just beat Georgia and Georgia lost only once and all of those things. But let me ask you, if you're being honest with yourself, was this a better than average year in the, in the SEC or was it an average year in the SEC? I tend to feel like it was an average year. I'm with you. LSU's and I ex- think the expectations, you, that out. Yeah, the expectations yeah. for LSU were they're much, they were going to be very much in this conversation. And guess who Florida team. State beat? Yeah, first first week of the, the of the season, yeah, yeah and, and and handled LSU pretty well. Yes. Yeah, I, it, it, it's frustrating for a lot of. I mean, I just being honest, that I, I just again I have a bad feeling uh, for Florida State, but just for the process. If I mean, did we have to? I'm just going to say it. Okay, probably get criticized for it, but I'm just going to say it. Did we have to have an SEC team in the Final Four? Did we have to? Are you going to guarantee me that Florida State couldn't play them somewhat evenly based on how they played? I'm going to tell you, dude, I think they're one of the best defensive teams in the country, and nobody's talking about that. You don't think they could compete in in this Final Four? I believe they could have. I I think it'd be tough with their their third-string quarterback if – well, Roadmaker is not available. Guy, yeah, do we know for sure that's the case? Yeah, thing, and, and that's and this thing we brought up yesterday too. It's like you don't know, you don't know how good or how bad. Just on paper, probably gonna be really tough. Gonna be tough to right. compete. I think just on well, paper, think, it's, you know it's what, that the, way. Let's cut to the chase and say it this way too. This is maybe maybe another way to look at it. I think what they're trying to avoid at all costs, at all costs, is having a national championship game like we had last year, where everybody's turning it off in the middle of the second quarter. Yes, because I think all four teams that were that are in this field are yeah. all capable of winning it. For sure. And, and and let's remind everybody, too, with what I just said, that TCU beat Michigan in the semis. Remember that? That, that is true. Apparently nobody does. People, I think people are quick to forget that, un- unfortunately. Sure yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I, I just and, then, yeah. and, and I've said this all year long, and I think Georgia's terrific, and I think they are one of the best four teams, but they are nowhere in the hemisphere of what they had been the previous two years. Not even close. Still really good, top five team, absolutely, but not like that. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I think you're. I think you're spot on about about some of these <laughs> things. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, I always appreciate it. Why? Thanks for coming on today. You're the best, brother. Thank you. you. Too. Take care. All right, Wyatt Thompson. Hour two coming up next.